between Sundays. I'm Tyler. And may this pod be your calm in the holiday chaos. Amy's here to meet our planned disappointments today and share how we can love God and love each other when we're dreading the impending holidays. But before we have some forced fun, let's seek revenge and bear grudges against our favorite co-hosts, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. Wow. What grudges do you have against you are, us? He is... Isn't he electric this morning? Full of energy. Whoa. I don't know what's happening. Is it because he will recording- surprise you? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, in hot today. Welcome yeah, to my I, world, Amy. I, <laughs> welcome to my world. I don't even world. know why I want to be on this podcast. Amy's here. Yeah. Welcome, hey, Amy. Amy. And are- I'm usually very unhappy with my gift. <laughs> That's so true. It's awful. Okay. Thanks for admitting that to the entire church. You know what? I'm very- Not grateful. Very open with my shortcomings. Yeah. Uh, guys, Amy, welcome back to the pod. Thank you. We're doing this a day late. Yep. We, I don't know. We just keep running into <laughs> scheduling issues, yeah, we'll but we're there. doing this on a Thursday. Sorry, friends of the pod who are expecting this. Um, but we're day late. Hey, at least so. we're not canceling this yeah. week. We tend to cancel when, when yeah. we just can't, but we couldn't get do it, it together. Amy would give us grief. That we cancel her show she every would. time. Oh, every time. Yeah. She would. Yeah. I would. I can't She's even. She's on her phone. She's not even listening to what <laughs> no, we're saying listening. right now. So. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? The joy of doing something like a podcast is that uh-huh. no one can see you. Yeah. So then when you call it's me It's a real out. joy for me. <laughs> uh, what's new, guys? What's new? Thanksgiving. We're coming up on Thanksgiving next yeah, week. Yeah, we are. So we're probably not going to do a show next week. Great. So let's talk about Thanksgiving right now. Right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> What's happening? Family food. Yeah. I don't know. Are you like, hosting? Uh, yes. Wait. Yes. Is I it, think so. Is it at okay. your house or I is think it, at it your will be? Um, uh, yes. Yes. All right. It's all coming back oh, to me now. Yep. <laughs> we I are mean, we hosting, do have like seven days to think about this. My family yeah. at my house this, this year, <laughs> last year, it Maybe was you should Liv's have gone family. First. Anyway, it all, I, I, I struggle with, <laughs> Things like this. So sorry, Olivia. I promise I'll be helpful. It feels like it should be. It feels like it should be at your house. It will be. You, have, you know why? You have animals. Yeah. Like you have the Thanksgiving yeah. house I, now. Nephew let is going to want to be there. Let me. Yes. Yeah. It's all related to Thanksgiving, but we just came back from a trip to Florida with my whole family and little Henry was there and Liv got him these little plastic pig figurines and split hooves. Yeah. And she, she painted them each to match our actual pigs. And so we named each of the, we helped him name all of them. Uh, there's bean and pump head and that's cornbread. <laughs> and pump head. It's very cute. Yeah. Maudi. And uh, Maudie. anyway, Marty. Yeah, Marty. Oh, and, yeah. Gosh, do you uh, not speak baby? No. No. I'm not good at it yet. But yeah, he's talking about storm. So he loved those pigs and was like sleeping with them. And no. like, it was all that he wanted to do. So the fact we, it basically was immediately known. Yeah. We're going to do it at our place so he can go and see the real pigs and see pump head in the flesh. Oh, so. he's not seen them. He's seen them, but oh, like yeah. it's now not since more. he's developed a deep and abiding relationship yeah. with I'm these sorry. little figurines. When you said that he loved them and has been sleeping with them, yeah. I was picturing him in the pen, like oh. nestled under <laughs> all the That's blankets. Skin rashes happen. Skin <laughs> rashes happen. We're doing this pod in the morning when normally we do this pod around yeah. like four We're o'clock. Wide awake, everybody. <laughs> so you're not wide well, awake. No, you are clearly. No, I, uh, you're yeah. wide awake. It took me a minute to register that you were talking about figurines. Figurines. Yeah, it's 11 broke. o'clock. Like, can we not be awake? <laughs> we did not bring our pigs to Florida. <laughs> so <laughs> that would have been fun though. I thought about they it. They would have loved the beach. Oh I yeah. Bet. Oh yeah. 
anyway, so that's why we all unanimously agreed. Yes. The mini rods are hosting Thanksgiving. So mini that, rods. That's us. So that okay. uh, Henry can see the pigs. Great. That's perfect. What about you guys? What are you, what are you guys doing? You hosting? I am not hosting. I am going up to uh, the South Bend region to my brother-in-law's house, my sister-in-law um, and her husband and my brother-in-law and his wife. They all live up in that area. And so Jed's parents are coming in from Chicago and I'm, I'm going up there. And I, you- we talk about this every <laughs> year, every year. Yeah, it's a holiday tradition. What? what? I bring the pies. Your pies. I bring the goodness. I bring the sweet stuff. What's, That's what I do. What's everybody looking forward to? Anything new this year? Uh, yeah. yes, well, in fact, there new. is. Um, so I always make a, again, God rule. <laughs> guys, just look up whatever episode from this time last year. Yeah. I make a Dutch apple pie. I make mm. a pumpkin meringue pie. Mm. Yes. With no! orange zest. Oh my goodness. And it's beautiful and it's tasty. And I make a regular pumpkin pie for the okay, regular thank people. You. But this year, so I've, I've been trying to capture my daughter's heart. I mean, from the time she was born, I have made her, she doesn't like fruit, so she doesn't do the apple pie. What? For some reason, she doesn't like pumpkin. Is so that not a red flag? There's a lot of red flags <laughs> with this girl. <laughs> Who doesn't Sorry. like fruit? Again. Any fruit. Has she tried just mangoes off the okay, table? Okay, guys. I am not a big fruit fan. I can, I can what understand. What is happening right no. now? I will eat, I, I will eat an apple pie because that's not, but an apple out of the fridge, probably not happening. Yeah, Why would she's you just, um, keep I, your apple in the zero fridge? Zero fruits of I'm any kind. I'm feeling aggressive. <laughs> So I tried to make her a, uh, what was it? The sugar cream pie. I think our mm -hmm. first year that we lived here and I learned that that was a thing. I tried to make her that because it's sugar and it's cream. She yeah, loves yeah. both of those yeah. things. Indiana, no fruit she, involved at all. She wasn't yeah. really impressed. Hmm. Last year she I made it? her, I made her her very own French silk pie. Wow. Last year. Wow. One whole entire pie just for her. What is, what is that? French is it chocolate? Silk? Yeah. yeah. It's like a chocolate mousse. Um, and it was Almost too rich, I guess. She's just not a dessert person. Oh, she's so much a dessert. If I was able I think to she's make- just, right, She's make just a, trolling you. Make a yeah, cotton so. candy pie. If I was able to make like a- <laughs> Like a, a mochi. Like that's what she's into right now. She's into like- Oh yeah, can you get um, a boba pie? A boba, yeah, a boba pie. Little tapioca orbs yeah, floating around. Yeah. Probably could. Yeah. So anyway, this year's plan, and she requested it this year. She wants to try a pumpkin cheesecake. Okay. So she didn't like I pumpkin. Can, I thought we covered that. I can do that. That's what she said. But right. also she has really been stepping out. Like the other day she told me she was craving now. Use the word craving. craving. Ahi tuna. Nobody uh, craves ahi tuna. A child <laughs> who never ate seafood in her life. Oh my goodness. She's turning a corner. I don't wow. want that. It's, <laughs> I it's, do. It's the little mermaid. Is that what it is? Oh, that's dark. That is dark. That is very dark. She's thinking about fish a lot. And very she's dark. Like, mm, now I'm kind this of is a family friendly under pod. the sea. Yes, yeah. that I is a very. I'm just trying it? to make a correlation. That here. song that we're going to really struggle to learn all the words for. The chub plays the tub. The oh, that's plays under the, the sea. Yes. Oh my yeah. goodness, yeah. all the fish. Right. Yeah. It's going to be hard. That blowfish blow. Yeah. That's the part we're all going to know. Just that. That one line. Yes. Wow. Well, I right. hope she loves it. It's going to be, it's gonna great, be a I'm lot sure. of work. I bet that uh, pumpkin, to make the pumpkin, the pumpkin cheesecake. cheesecake. As soon as she said it, I went on Amazon and ordered myself a springform pan. Yep. It's on. Let's do this. So you're trying to win her heart just, by saying so she doesn't like. I so there's ahi tuna in the pie. I'm very confused. <laughs> I just want her to love me. You guys. <laughs> That's all. I'm That's an all emotional person. My son looks forward to my pumpkin meringue pie every year. He freaks out over it. I feel like a hero. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't have that with my child, with my other child. Yeah. I don't have it with my daughter on Thanksgiving. 
Yeah. Well, good luck with that. We'll report back. <laughs> yeah, we'll Thanksgiving, see how it went. Maybe we should bring yes. her in and have a discussion. <laughs> yes. so we got There's some main characters in this pod that have been, <laughs> that need yeah. to get some airtime. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Amy, what are you guys doing? Uh, we will be going to Jeff's sister's house. So is that what you guys do every year? No, we kind of go back and forth between the two families every oh, year. So do you right. guys do the hyper traditional like turkey and stuff? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty traditional. They make like 15 turkeys because one person wants to fry one and the mm-hmm. other person wants to, I don't know, like put it on their egg. Is that the thing? I don't know. Put it on. Oh, the big green egg. The green egg. Yeah. It's like a deviled egg yeah. turkey. Um, <laughs> usually. I like my turkey scrambled. Usually I host. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just. I'm this tired. is gonna kind of squelch my plans. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of clips. I got a lot of clips this week. Um, but I host Christmas every year for his ah. family, so I was just like, I just am not doing the two this year. I'm not yeah, doing both. Too much. So I'll take a pumpkin cake and corn casserole and stuffing. And I'm hungry. Um, yeah, yeah, I am kind of hungry now too. That we've been talking about. Right. I, lo- I love. All- I love Thanksgiving food. Yeah. I love mashed potato. I mean, I could eat a bowl of mashed potatoes all by myself. Yes. Like I love them so much. Oh my gosh. Okay. What are you going to No, nothing. Now? Just keep going. I'm, I mean, the, <laughs> the, the more cream and butter, the better. Like, and yeah. I just saw a recipe. Settle down. Was, <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen anyway. the, the TikTok channel that is got a guy who just, uh, announces when they finally put the cream cheese block into <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, uh, into the crock pot <laughs> recipe for, for his mashed potatoes. No, no, no. no he, for just, anything. he watches other people's TikTok recipe videos. And then he, he announces, announces when the block of cream cheese oh, goes. It's, 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 it's always, always, yeah, yeah. always a cream. So he's cheese. like, yes. anyway, I'm a, I'm a LA based comedian. Now there it is. And <laughs> yeah. that's how it goes every time. It's so good. Anyway, <laughs> that's awesome. Sorry. Yeah. So Tyler, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm putting my turkey on my egg. Great. (laughs) And I'm smoking it. And uh, we're- That's what I smoked, fried. Yeah, we smoke it. Every, yeah, that's, they bring like 45 million turkeys. Did you ever figure out what caused that fire issue? You had your your big green egg caught on fire. What? I did because I threw a whole stick of butter in the- (gasps) Butter. In there. And it just engulfed my cast iron pot. In flame. Oh, wow. Wow. So I had an internal fire in my grill. Where were you throwing sticks of butter? Well, I, I, I like to sear my steak. This uh-huh. is, this is too much for the pot. <laughs> I like to sear my steak on a cast iron grill or a cast iron skillet on the grill. It takes like an hour and a half to get ready. Yeah. For yeah. Just the sear. Yeah, right? So I sear yeah. it. Yeah, sure. But it's like 700 degrees. Yes. And so I like to sear it and like baste it in butter as Ooh. I'm searing well, it. Well, and so- I will say we learned from Marcus Castile. Yes. That you just better put a stick of butter in everything. everything. That you, yeah. That so that's you what cook. I did. I opened the grill is like 700 degrees threw the stick of butter into the cast iron skillet and everything just caught on fire. Oh, that's sad. Cause the, well, butter, burned, the butter burned right, right away. Like, yes, yeah, it, it was so hot yeah. that it basically exploded the butter. And oh, it's like yeah. under an awning on your back porch. Is it yeah. metal? Like nothing was yeah, in danger. Nothing, the fire did not get outside of the grill, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but the inside of the grill you was just You needed to do fire. a clarified butter. The milk solids in a regular stick of butter, that's that's what caught on fire. Something to think about. Something to think about. <laughs> I hadn't thought yeah. about the milk solids. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to be smoking a turkey and bringing it over to Lauren's parents. That's what we do every year. That's Great. what we do. Great. Yeah. Lots and of And there's like 50 people in the same yeah. room. Yeah. It's a lot of people. We didn't do it last year. Yeah. It was COVID. Yeah. So. Right. We didn't do it last year. <clears throat> All right. Oh. Speaking of holidays. <laughs> Woo! And doing it this year. 
expectations. <laughs> expectations of the holiday season. We're in our yep. second week of current sermon series, Calm in the Chaos. Um, last week, we didn't do a podcast with Tim, but he spoke on finances and how that could be a stressful element. That's a bummer. Tim's always a good podcast. And we yes. always tend to skip his too. It's not That's, just you, Amy. Oh, yeah. just, it just happens this way. Well, you just skip the guests because the rest of the preaching team well, sits we're, right we're, here. Because well. we're dealing with a, with a fourth schedule. Yes. Which can be difficult, but oh, that's, that's right. not, that, yeah. Anyways, can, can somebody explain why we're doing this series? Can, I'm, yeah, not, can I'm not preaching this whole month. So I I'm, know I'm, it's but kind you, of, you're taking all, all of December. December. Yeah. And Christmas Eve um, after that. So do you guys but want I, to explain it? Somebody explain it. Do you want to explain no, it? No, I don't. I, can I, explain I, it. I got the preaching calendar from I'll you. I'm just asking. <laughs> I'll explain it. Yeah. Cause the, yeah, we, um, the holidays aren't always joyful for everybody. Nope. And uh, there's stuff that goes into holidays in terms of emotions and um, yeah, it can be difficult uh, depending on where you are and what season you're in in life. And so we started thinking about what are the things that we can help people prepare for, whether spiritually, emotionally, to get ready to have the most successful holiday possible for them. And so obviously finances are a stressful element to many families and for holidays, we spend the most money um, of the year. And so how can we help people be prepared for, for that? How can we practically help them? So finances was a topic, cultural expectations, how to, how to perform during the holidays and who are you pre- performing for, uh, whether it's family stress and expectations or cultural. Um, another topic is grief. People, um, are hurting during the holidays or holidays are times of the year where people remember um, loss and it's, it's a hard time. And so that's another topic that we're discussing. And the last topic is uh, family, family relationships, family relationships, family which, relationships. which uh, you know, you can have, whether it's divided families over, over cultural issues or expectations or just like broken families and um, trying to navigate schedules and things like that. And so we are trying to get ahead of the holiday season to talk about these topics in an, in an attempt to um, see what God would have for people during the season. I think it actually started through the conversation of research that you're Mm -hmm. done and your team Mm -hmm. had done about the divorce rate skyrocketing in February. And the cause of it was, all sorts of money issues coming yeah, out of Christmas. That's right. yep. We know that divorces, the most divorces are filed in February, which is weird because that's Valentine's day, but mm. the most divorces are filed in February. And the number one reason for divorce is money. And the most stressful time for money is the holidays is the holidays. And so, so we, their credit we card thinking, bills are coming to, yeah, we were thinking, like, you know, how can we help people be prepared for something like these things? And so that's why we're doing the series. Right. Did cool. I get it right? Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, totally did. Right. Crushed it. All right. Um, so Amy, you're here yes. because you gave the message. Yep. And uh, we're talking about cultural expectations. Uh, so can you kind of give us the big idea of what you wanted people to hear last weekend? Um, I just wanted people to hear that if we focus on really our overall calling as Christ followers in general, which is the greatest commandments that are given to us, which is to love the Lord your God with all that you are Mm -hmm. and love other people um, as much as you love yourself. If you, if you kind of move or move and go through life with that as your number one objective, um, I think expectations can be pushed to the side because expectations to me tend to be a little bit more about 
us and what we want and what we uh, desire and not not always what God wants for us or what is best for other people mm-hmm. or so that's kind of the, was kind of the gist of it. And yeah. that hope is a much better, um, uh, I don't know if word or uh, thing to be aspiring to hope was what I landed on instead yeah. of expectation. All right. And you primarily focused or started the sermon at least in Matthew 22. And this is a story where Jesus is encountering the Pharisees and they ask him a question. And the question is, what is the greatest commandment? Right. And you said, this is uh, this was asked of Jesus to trip him up because if he says one commandment's greater than others, that would imply others are not great. Or what, what, why, why was that a trap? Why was that question? What is the greatest commandment? Why was that a trap? How help me understand the context of that. Cause I think if they, they thought it just that if he said one over the other, then he's, then they can, they can say, well, what do you mean? That's the, yeah. but, but why, why, why does it matter? Which one's the best? I, think I don't know why. I, think in that, them, I mean, in that honest. day, that was, you know, Jewish rabbinical schools of thought. Everybody was trying to claim that they had like the shortcut or they had the key. They knew which commandment was the best. And so there would be all these different schools of thought and debates all about. And so they're just trying to get him to, get cornered yeah. into a claiming this. If he says this commandment's the mm. greatest, they'd be like, ah, ha, ha. but yeah. had you thought about this, right. obviously like you don't know anything. Philosophical yeah. chess. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So he answers um, that the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. But then he says one is equally important, which is to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And this is a reference back to the old Testament. So they would have been, Right. This is, this is from, these are two different quotations from the old Testament law. Um, so Amy, you said these commandments are the hardest ones to keep because they require the most of us. And if, even if you just look at the words like soul, heart, and mind, right. That is that just a nicer or different way of saying all of us, or what is, what is, what does that mean? How do you love God with all of your heart? And how, how is that different from all of your soul. And how is that different from all of your mind? Well, it's kind of a little bit what we were talking about the other morning mm-hmm. when we were looking at the, um, you know, what does it look like to um, the, all the practices of silence and solitude and, and what does it look like for your physical body to be in tune with, with your soul? And what, like we were having that kind of, kind of conversation. As I think the it is lead team. Yeah. yeah friends of the lead team. weren't there. I'm sorry. <laughs> But yes, no, we, I didn't mean we, we were. The, the friends of the pod were we in this yes, room yeah, right here. We were. Um, so I think it is with everything that you are. And I don't know how you, I don't know if, how you separate all that out, except for yeah. body and soul are two, two different part of the same thing. But I think yeah. we sometimes dismiss the body from the soul and that like they're two separate entities <laughs> when really he wants all of us. It's an all encompassing thing, which is why it's so hard because- um, yeah, that's just not an easy thing to do. I think that's the piece that people, yeah. like, I feel like I look around and myself included, like I look around and think, well, yeah, I say a lot about Jesus, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure that I'm always, that's the hard part. Like living like him is the hard part, like yeah. giving him all that you are surrendering your life by word is super easy actually doing what that means Mm -hmm. and living like that is 
incredibly difficult. And yeah. then put on top of that, loving other people who disappoint you and make you mad. And mm-hmm. that's then yeah. doubly hard. Yeah. And he uses the word all, I think as a way of, I mean, it really raises the stakes versus like, love the Lord, your God with most of your heart, a good chunk of your soul. And just as much of your mind as you can give it. Like <laughs> he doesn't say that he says all, all, all. And right. you're forced to then say, okay, that means there's no, there's no room for anything else. Yes. To be loved. If that's how you're doing it, I guess. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I see things that no one else sees. And I, I feel like that's a, that that's not good. What do you mean? Like I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm that, that's not, that doesn't like satisfy me. The words like all your heart, all your yeah, soul. Yeah. Because it, it just kind of feels like, okay, what about, um, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Like I've been, mm-hmm. I've been ruminating. I've been thinking about like, how can I just invite him in mm-hmm. to even the most mundane moments of my day? Yeah. Like when I'm cooking dinner, am I loving him with all my heart? Maybe not. Maybe I'm just standing there <laughs> cooking dinner, <laughs> Yeah. you know? Yeah. But like, am I giving thanks for uh-huh. what he's provided me with? Mm-hmm. Did he give me enough health and stamina to stand there at the stove and cook for an hour? Mm-hmm. Like, in all of my ways, acknowledging him, what would that yeah. look like? And that to me kind of is in line with loving him with all yeah. my heart and mind and soul, just an awareness of him mm. always yeah. in everything. Yeah. I think my problem is I, um, I'm used to checking off boxes of whether I'm doing something well. Yeah. 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 And so <laughs> I looked at those three categories, heart, mind, soul. And I'm like, how do I know, how do I know I'm doing that? Mm. And I made, I made a list. I made, I made a list of how I might know that. Okay. okay. So are my desires the same as God's desires? Mm-hmm. Is that, that, what is that heart? He'll give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the things that was like an aha moment for me. And it was so late in life that I figured out that there's no way when he says, I'll give you the desires of your heart or pray without ceasing. And I will give you what you, what well, what he's saying is your heart should be so intertwined with mine yeah. mm-hmm. that what you want is what I want. Yeah. That's what it, yeah. like, I think people yeah. think, oh, I'm just going to pray and he's going to give me what I want. Right. Yeah. No, right. That, that he's saying, you need to know me so well. Right. I want to be starting like that, quarterback for the Colts. Right. Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And He'll help reorganize and was, the priorities of right. our heart. Yeah. When we're, but only- He will surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> but only when we love him with all our hearts. Is heart, Tyler soul, using that sound clip one of the desires of your heart? Amy? <laughs> yes. I was hope. I hope he uses it over and over. Oh, it's and I do have it, an yeah. expectation that he will. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you sent these to yeah. my children, yeah. this is what we would. They'd be doing it all Thanksgiving. Like yeah. they'd just be walking through the house, just playing like sound clips of yeah. me. Uh, another one: my affections. So do I love the things God loves? Mm-hmm. Um, am I pursuing the things in my life that God would have me pursue? So purpose, is my purpose aligned with him? Am I choosing to do good with what I'm doing? So my will, my, my mind, like what I want to be doing, right? Like yeah. am I choosing things that are good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My feelings are my feelings more important than the truth of God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in my character? Am I pursuing holiness, godliness, and gratitude when nobody else is watching? Like character. And then my thoughts, do I meditate on God's truth? And is that more important to me than what I think is right? I, that's the list I had to come up with to be like, what is heart, soul, and yeah. mind? And how, because saying loving God with everything I am. Sure. Yeah. That it's for, vague, for me, it's not, yeah. Yeah. for me, I mean, it might be, it might be exactly what Jesus meant, but for me, who's broken mm. and is like, I need somebody to tell me how good I'm doing at this. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those are the things that I had to break it down to. And I think you could probably, you could probably get more specific with even some of those. Yeah. Like, like, are, are you, you're outraged. Are you outraged at the things he's outraged about? Or yeah. are the things that you're outraged about things that he's not outraged about? Like yeah. that's a for, or your passion yeah. or your excitement mm-hmm. or your hope. Like, are the, yeah, you can align all of those things to God. Yeah. And so, mine always goes with the second part too. How am I treating other people? Yeah. yeah. How do I feel about other people? That That's where I get tripped up all the time, whether it is the person in front of me in the car or it is a family member or it is, I, that's where I catch myself all the time. I'm like, I am so not like him. (laughs) Is it, it, is it just possible that you can't do the second thing without doing the first thing? Oh, I don't, I don't know how it it would be I mean, I guess that is possible, but is the best way of doing the second thing only if you're doing the first thing? Can you only love neighbors as yourself? If you are loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind. I feel like you just can't have one without the other. If you are only loving your neighbor as yourself, but as Revelation says, you forgot your first love. Like people do that. That that can be done and you can get yourself really out of balance, pouring yourself out, you know, for the sake of your neighbor or for the sake of people, but forgetting, you know, the Mm. very source, the very reason um, forgetting your first love and not loving him first, yeah. you know, but an outgrowth of loving him first is being like him. Yeah. And so that would be love. God is love. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you would love the people around you. Right. Yeah. And I, I was going to say God is love in a sense. There is no love of neighbor without, without God, because that's, he is love. He is the source of love. Right. And so, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think they are intertwined. I think that's a good way. Yeah, of if you were it. doing the first thing, you can't help but do the second thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like an overflow. Right. Like you said. Well, and I mean, God is love. Did he love us as he loved himself? I mean, he sent his son to die for us. He became yeah. one of us to die for us. I think the answer is yes. Believe God. Yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um, okay. And then after answering that question, I ask, is it possible to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. If I, if I'm breaking it all down to these seven things, is that, is it possible to do that? Or is Jesus asking us to do an impossible thing? It's a good question. That also uh, is something that people debate in the church, but, but (laughs) generally speaking, I think personally, I tend to think of it as it is a, it is an attainable thing to learn to love wholly and completely. However, it is, it is something that requires a lifetime and even, even the most godly person in the world. That's like a a monk that's been, you know, whatever has been loving God with every breath for (laughs) hundreds of years. uh, They're still going to be the one to tell you. And yet here's how I Mm -hmm. am incomplete in this Mm -hmm. journey. So 
I, I think the idea that the spirit dwells within us and shapes us mm-hmm. is, is it makes it actually possible for us to even consider this. Yeah. I still don't, I think it's, I think it's a lifetime of work and mm-hmm. it does not. That, yeah. That's why that phrase that we bring up from time to time around grace transformed and transforming selves mm-hmm. is so perfect because yeah, pieces of us are transformed, yeah. but we're always in the process of transformation. Yeah. Like he's always working in us. It will never be complete until we're all complete. And so I feel like I'm never going to, I'm never going to have arrived. I'm never going to feel like I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm killing it every day, but I hope that each day I'm doing better than I was the day yeah. before. And then mm-hmm. sometimes I'm doing worse than I did the day before. And I hope the next day I'm working to um, make it better. Philippians two thirteen: for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. New King James and L T. So <laughs> that gives me comfort because uh-huh. I think we all ask ourselves that question. Like, God, you ask so much of us. You ask for all of us. Yeah. Every part of us. And you want the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Is that even possible? I think we all have asked ourselves that question. Mm-hmm. But this scripture is comforting in me. It's comforting to me that he is giving me the desire you know, again, giving us the desires of our heart, but he's also giving me the power. He's Mm -hmm. working in me. Mm -hmm. So he will be working in me until Mm -hmm. the day I take my last breath. Mm -hmm. I will not reach perfection this side of heaven, but he is, he's at work and I just need to let him do his work. Yeah, And I need to keep trying. I can't Mm -hmm. just, you know, say, ah, well, this is impossible. Can't do right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's he is working in me and what, I can trust that. What passage was that in Philippians, Philippians two thirteen? So I last weekend we had baptisms. Yeah. Which or this this past weekend we had right. baptisms and it was awesome always to hear people's stories to to be there. And I got the privilege of being in the tank for both services. And one of the the men who was getting baptized, I asked him like what what led you to be here? And he was telling me that part of his struggle is feeling like he he makes progress and then he goes right back to square yeah. one yeah. and he has to start over from, from square one. And he's always failing. He's always falling short. And I, I took a bit of a, I don't know, pastoral move. And I basically said, I want to set something straight for you right now. What you are symbolizing in this baptism is the fact that it isn't going back to square one. You in Christ, you are a new creation. Mm. And from this point on, if you do mess up and you fall short, it isn't back to square one. It's yeah. simply okay, God's grace is enough for you. You return right back to who he says you are. Yes. And so who he says we are, are people who love him with all our heart, soul, and mind right. and strength. Right. Mm-hmm. Who, he, who he says we are people who love our neighbor as ourselves. We may fall short of that. We do fall short of it all mm-hmm. the time, but it doesn't put us back to square one yeah. as these, these wretched self-focused people. If we're in Christ, we are new creations. Yeah. And so it's a matter of continuing to become who we are mm-hmm. in him. And so that, I, I don't know, to me, that's what resonates as I'm, as we're thinking yeah, about this right. is so it's like, is it possible? Is it not possible? We're always going to keep falling short because we are sinful. We are on this side of, mm-hmm. of right, eternity, right. but, but who we are and what is, what is made possible with the spirit in us 
unlocks new possibilities for us. And he's in it with us, like from Philippians too, which is all, or from Philippians as well. Sorry. Yeah. Um, he who began a good work and you yeah. will be faithful to complete it. Like that, that gives me hope because mm. he says he will be faithful to complete it. He is with me in the journey. Mm. He started something in me. Yeah. He gave me the Holy spirit when I said, I love you, Lord, and I'm going to give my life to you. And so he's going to continue with me to move me toward the best version of myself that yeah. I can possibly be. Is that the, uh, is that the cross that he asks us to take up is the, the note, the pursuit to follow him. So follow me, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that it? Is it knowing that we're going to follow him, but we're also carrying a cross that is full of burdens and full of, uh, I'm not, I'm never going to be like him, but the pursuit of following is, I think is that it or is that uh, something else? I would may, maybe I the way I think about that concept is similar to what I just said. It 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 is the daily decision to surrender myself, my desires to to surrender uh-huh. what I would choose to love for the sake of choosing to love what God loves, for mm-hmm. choosing to to walk in His steps. And so, by taking up our cross, it's essentially us saying we will be like Christ who gave of himself and yeah. loved all and, and lived entirely within the, the, the desires of God. And so we may uh-huh. stumble and drop the cross, but then we pick it right back up and yeah. we keep carrying it. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, that's how I tend to look at it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at, I'm looking at James talking about how, when our faith is tested, our endurance has a chance to grow. Mm. Um, another version says, um, let patience have its perfect work, you know? So that when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. Yeah. It, I think this is a lifetime process yeah. of doing all these things of the disciplines we're talking mm-hmm. about as a lead team of, of surrendering our will to his, of seeking after his heart and wanting to love the mm-hmm. things that he loves. It's, it's a process. Mm-hmm. And, and when these faith trials come or the guy in the baptismal tank, what, whatever he trials he's facing, whatever temptations he's facing, um, even when he falls to get back up, that's part of the endurance building yeah. mm-hmm. and the strength building, mm-hmm. um, that James says will lead to that ultimate, you know, perfection someday, mm-hmm. someday. Right. And I don't want to, I don't want to like twist or misrepresent Jesus's words about carrying your cross, but to use that analogy, if we're talking about endurance, it's a mm-hmm. heavy cross mm-hmm. to bear, but the longer you carry it, the stronger you get. And, and I think part of that growth and that, that there, the, the reason people who've been walking steadfastly with Jesus for such a long time, the reason they seem so godly, so selfless, so like evident of these, the, this passage of loving God and loving others is because they've learned their own tendencies. They've learned their own sin patterns. They've learned their own. Uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm what? 38. We're 38, right? Tyler. What are we? <laughs> we are. Yeah. We are 30, 38? yeah, we're 38. 38. Yeah. Me too. So, no, I just turned 39. I think. Yeah. Maren's older. Hey. Don't act like you're a big shot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Me too. I'm 38 too. Yeah. Yeah. Just all four yeah. of us, a bunch of late thirties. Yeah. It's uh, awesome. But, so like, We've got a lot more life ahead of us, God willing. But even now at this age, I've learned so many of my own patterns and I can see what my selfishness is going to look like. I can see how I'll react when someone tempts me to be unloving. I can see what happens when my own desires take precedence and I'm learning how to respond in those situations. So it is a growth. It's a, it's a, yeah. Yeah. I think 
maybe that's what I meant because when you're doing that, when you're carrying your cross and following, all he's asking you to do is follow. Mm. When you're doing that, maybe that's all it takes to love God with all your heart, soul mm. and mind. Cause like, that's all he's asking to do. So I've made this checklist of like seven things I can do, but really maybe that's all there is to it, to the heart, soul, mind thing is like, pick up your cross and follow me mm-hmm. because you do, yes, you do develop your character, your, um, affections, your purposes as you're doing yeah. the, the cross carrying. We, we have always, oh, well not always recently in the last, I don't know, a few decades, we've, we've had this phrase, what would Jesus do in our mind? Right. And this is in the book that we were reading, uh, mm-hmm. together, uh, lead team was reading, uh, spirit of the disciplines by Dallas Willard. But he, he talks about, we use this phrase, like what would Jesus do? But I think a better phrase related to this is who would Jesus be? Mm-hmm. And that means when you're on the spot and and mm. you've got to love your enemy or when you're by yourself washing dishes, who would mm-hmm. Jesus be in right. this moment? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the lifelong journey of becoming like him mm-hmm. is that you are like him no matter what's going on. Yes. And right. that, that's what that yeah. whole love of God looks like. And so. the doing comes out of the being anyway. Absolutely. So yeah. like it, you're going to do, you're going to do who you are. Right. That's, that's, yeah. And you became aware of, as you said, Barry, your own sin patterns yeah. and um, your own brokenness. That didn't happen in a vacuum. No. Uh, other people around you carrying their crosses with you yeah. is mm-hmm. what helped to shape and develop yeah. the person who you are. And so I feel like that's a really important, um, I don't know, attribute of a Christian, yeah. you know, loving the Lord, our God, with all our heart, soul and mind and loving our neighbor as ourself you got to have neighbors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can't, you can't go it alone. You can't do it alone. Yeah. And to what you just said, we love ourselves a lot. (laughs) You also, I think you need to be loved (laughs) as someone's neighbor. And so that to me, to know what it feels like and what it, to, to experience what someone who loves you, despite your brokenness, who loves you, despite your shame. And, and really where does that happen? That happens in community in the Mm -hmm. church. Yeah. That's where it should happen. So yet another reason to not try to go this alone. Yeah. When I put that sound clip in. Yeah. This, we love ourselves a lot. I was like, wait a minute. We love ourselves. We love money. <laughs> wow. I was like, wow. Gotta get, gotta get one of Marin. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. I wonder if I'll ever say that. Uh, all right. So <laughs> let's, let's speak to the notion of the unexpected savior. Amy, we, you said Jesus will surprise you. Actually, the story of Christmas is like, that's a surprise. Like people were not expecting the Messiah to show up in that, right. that way. And as I'm reading even the scripture, uh, Matthew 22, it, he's responding in an unexpected way, right? Like they're trying to trip him up, but he's like, not so fast. I'm going to flip it on you. He's not like giving them a direct answer. He's answering in an unexpected way. Um, that's just something that stood out to me. And um, I feel like he does that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like throughout his ministry, he's just kind of doing things that people are, people are not expecting. Mm-hmm. And so to apply that to hope versus expectation, um, is that something we can look forward to or is that something, cause I, I feel like a lot of us worry about the unknown. Mm-hmm. A lot of us worry about the unexpected or, um, like we don't like surprises. Mm-hmm. So just let us know, like I'm dealing with a situation right now where it's like, if we just knew what was ahead, I feel like we, our anxiety <laughs> level would be way lowered but Jesus doesn't live like that in his ministry. And he's not that way. 
Mm. And so even how he responds to this question, what's the greatest commandment is a very unexpected answer that I think later in the, in that chapter, they're like, and they never asked him a question again because like, <laughs> they're like, all right, we can't trip this guy up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. What do you guys think about that? The unexpected nature of Jesus. I don't do, I'm not very good at it. I mean, like, that's why I, I talked about it because I have a lot of expectations of how things yeah. are going to go and I want them a certain way. And I, and in life, I'm not real good about it. Like, mm-hmm. and that's why I end up frustrated or angry or, mm-hmm. and so I'm trying really hard. My husband's really good at it. He has no expectations <laughs> of people. <laughs> he, I mean, sometimes to a fault, like, yeah. because sometimes you, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about yeah, Jeff's fault. Let's talk about Jeff's yeah. fault. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but he's very, he just lets things roll. Like, yeah. okay, so it didn't go that way. We'll just, you know, pivot and do it this mm-hmm. way. Or, and I'm like, no, it's supposed to go that yeah. way. Like that's the only, the only place that I don't do this. And sorry, I'm going to talk about the show again, but yeah. it is coming up. Well, you haven't is, talked about it on, the sh- on here yet. We're doing the little mermaid. So anytime <laughs> I, anytime okay. I go into auditions for a show, I almost purposely do not look at who's showing up. Mm-hmm. I just want to be surprised mm-hmm. because every single time God has gone before and he surprises me mm-hmm. and, and people show up that I, and then I'm surprised at, I'm always surprised through the whole process. Like, mm-hmm. oh my I gosh. Never, I never would have thought of that person for that yes, role. Or but. look at, look at the bonding that is happening between mm-hmm. this person and this. I've never, are you kidding that. me? That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> Um, and so that's one area in my life where I can say, I really kind of turn it all over to him. Mm. And then I sit back and watch him work. And I'm, why don't I do that more? Mm. Like, why don't I just say, this is yours and I'm just going to watch you work. Like, why don't I do that with my family? Like they're all going to be home together next week. Why can't I plan some things that may, but not expect that they're going to go, like maybe someone will say, I'm, I don't want to go to this thing. I'm not going to go look at lights or whatever. Yeah. Can I just roll with it and then let mm. God well, show up? What do you think the answer is? Because you're not the only one that does that. So what's why, if God's proven to us that he can surprise us in great ways, why are we unable to do that all the time? I think it goes along with the first part of like continuing to love him with all that you are. And then you continue to be, you change and your patterns change. And so mm-hmm. that's a pattern that I'm trying to change in my own life. Mm-hmm. I don't but know you, that it's something, I mean, I can make decisions too, right. to, to change it. But I think you made a distinction in your message. I, I, what you're talking about here is not, it's not just like, don't ever make plans, right? No, but make plans. But your expectation is not that it's going to go the way right. that you expect it or want right. it to go, but that God's going to show up. Right. Yes. And so you've got that open palmed, right? Like, yeah, we're going to plan to go see lights, but if someone's not wanting to see lights, who knows? Maybe, maybe right. the, what they need is a conversation right now, right. Mm-hmm. or we send the rest of the family to go see lights and the two of us just go mm-hmm. get coffee. Like, I don't know. And, yep. and then it's, you, you're open to what comes your way. Liza didn't want to drive home from Nashville. She does not like driving. She does not like her car. She thinks it's unreliable. I'm like, can't you just drive home from Nashville? And Jeff's like, I'm going to go down and pick her up. Hmm. There will, there probably will be some great moments for them mm-hmm. in that, in that if, if I just, you know, like there, there are things that he just shows up in really beautiful ways if I just allow him to do it. And I think it's all about open palm living just period yeah. across mm-hmm. the board. Like I'm going to do my part, but then I'm just going to leave the rest up to you mm-hmm. and I'm going to trust and, 
have faith and hope that you're going to, that you're going to show up in ways that I, Mm -hmm. I can't expect, or I can't anticipate, or I can't plan for. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard, Tyler, to answer your question because some things are just going to be the way they are. I will have to stand in long lines. (laughs) I will have to drive great distances. Mm -hmm. The skies will be gray. The trees will be barren. Like Mm -hmm. some things just, (laughs) we can expect some things you right. you can set your clock by and you can expect. Mm-hmm. I think for me, open palm living is allowing God to speak to me in even the ugliest moments or most mundane moments, allowing him to show me beauty and allowing him to give me hope. So I had a moment, um, I think it was last fall, might've been pandemic fall. We were, I think it was last fall. Yes, it was. Um, Cause it was my year of first and I'm not talking about this in my, in my okay. brief sermon, but it was, everything was the first without, yeah. without mom. I, I took the kids on a hike and we were hiking, I think Mound State Park as like the leaves had already fallen and the trees were pretty scant and it yeah. was a gray day and it was a misty day and it was kind of gnarly Hiking weather. weather. Perfect. Super gnarly. Um, but there's this like set of stairs um, and the, they were very slick that day. It was challenging. Um, but the, the lower we went in elevation, the more life was still kind of clinging. Like you could see mm. green mosses and you could see a little more greenery. And I felt like the spirit spoke to me in that moment saying this, this season, you're going to have to go a little bit deeper to find the beauty. Yeah, mm. It's going to be gray. It's going to be gnarly, mm-hmm. but it's there mm-hmm. and I'll show it to you. It might not be on the surface, mm-hmm. you know, yep. it, but it is there. And I feel that way with, with what we're talking about with expectations some things are just going to be, you know, the holiday frenzy, whatever, or, or family stuff. You, you, you said that your sermon about holiday expectations really encompasses all four all weeks stuff, of, yeah. of the series. Yeah. And you're right about that. We have expectations about, you know, our sorrow and our grief. We have mm-hmm. expectations about finance. We have expectations about family in the midst of all that expectation. If we can allow him prepare him room, allow him to surprise us with beauty, unexpected beauty. We might have to look a little deeper, but it's there. That's what I was going to say. The other piece of it, you were looking for it. You were, you, I mean, you, you have to be in tune to the spirit to like, you yeah. were going deeper well, into the thing that. Is I, it, I wasn't looking for beauty, but no, he but, showed me. But you were as in tune were, to the spirit yes. and heard from the spirit in that moment. Right. If you had not been like, okay, God, show me. Right, like, right, right, me right, something. right. So you have to be in tune and listening for in allowing the spirit to, and that's the other piece of it too, is yeah. like live open palm and then look and wait for mm-hmm. how he's going to speak to you. And I think that's, what's beautiful about your story too, is yeah. a lot of people would have walked down those stairs and not seen anything, mm. not yeah. seen a thing except kind of still gray sky above. Right. Or if I was like, man, the leaves are gone. Oh, that's the, that's the thing I think is beautiful. Right. Oh man. Yeah. But he was showing me Moss can be beautiful too. Yeah. Mm. The icicles dangling from the top of this little moss covered cave, mm-hmm. that can be beautiful too. Mm-hmm. He was showing me that I can set my expectations of beauty aside and he's going to show me something even richer and something unexpected. Yeah. That's good. Um, last thing we need to talk about is who in the world says that this is their favorite Christmas song? Me, Amy, we have oh, the I same favorite <laughs> Christmas song. No, so much. nobody thinks this is the best Christmas song. Yes, yes. we do. 
It's, Amy, it's so fun. I think you and I should perform this on the oh, weekend. I would give anything to do that. I don't Who, care. Tyler I'll be can Theodore, be the guy yelling I'll Alvin. Simon, I'll be Alvin. I don't care. Oh, it just it brings absolutely back, like, not. It is without question the I greatest. I would listen to it and dance around my living room, and I'm not. I, that is no joke. I feel like I heard at one point someone took this and and slowed it down or like, like alter their voices back to what they really sounded like. Oh no, don't do that. That'll wreck it for me. <sighs> this wouldn't have shown up on my top, like 100 uh, Christmas songs. Oh, it's just, it's joyful. I was the biggest chipmunks fan. Oh, I loved it. That ever there was. Oh, I loved it. All right. Well, and then they play and then Alvin, Alvin. He's yeah, so I know. Mad. I know what I it is. It. I just, uh, and he's like, okay. And Alvin, I think he lives without expectation. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. That guy is living palms up. I mean, he's you all have, over the place. I don't know the backstory, but if you have three wild animals living in your house, <laughs> yeah. oh you goodness. should expect <laughs> yeah. a little chaos. I can totally yeah. see you having three ch- chipmunks that are a singing band. One Rabbits and harmonica. camels? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Man. All right. Where do we go next? What's, what's happening in the rest of the series? Um, well, I, I speak this week. Um, yeah. Talking about grief and navigating the holidays, uh, while you or someone you love is grieving. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's important to talk about this. We can't do it today and we're not doing a show next week. We have a meeting in 10 minutes. So we, we, we need to dedicate some time to the next podcast, which will be in two weeks. Okay. Yes. About this because it's personal to you. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I want to make sure we, we do Well, that. I mean, it, it probably is going to tie in a bit with what, um, can I say that Dave is preaching? Oh, <laughs> you can, you sure can. <laughs> it's going to tie in with what Dave is going to talk about yeah. um, on the, the, last week. the last weekend of the series okay. with uh, just family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll bring him in and we'll have a conversation and about both. In all honesty, so many people are grieving. Yeah. And so many people have experienced loss in the last year and a half mm-hmm. I feel like we have had more funerals at Grace in the mm-hmm. last yeah. two months than we have in the last four years. And right. so this is going to hit, this is going to yeah. hit people where they're living right but now. But even if you lost someone 18 oh, years ago. it doesn't ago, matter. Right. Yes. Right. There's, yeah, your grief still matters. The grief never goes away. Yeah. It changes, but it never goes away. So, yeah. Right. Cool. All right. So we'll do that. And then, yeah, Dave comes in in a couple of weeks and talking about that. And then uh, we're, Christmas. we're smack dab in the Christmas season, right? Right. Wow. Right. After I can't that. even it's happening it. fast. It yes. Always does. It yeah. always does. All right. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Yes. Marin, Thanks you too. Will you please send us out? Gladly. Do justly. Love mercy. And walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. 